Okay. Well then, welcome to the show. <laughs> as we as we sit here in our first show, uh, I will start by uh, saying my name is Lee. <laughs> I'm sitting across from my wonderful co-host. Paul. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yep, I'm Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> Does this feel awkward? Anyway, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we're trying our first podcast, and <clears throat> I guess we could. We we don't really have a title yet. We're still trying to figure this out. Um, trying to get the whole feel of what it's like to be on radio because I don't think either one of us have ever done this. However, um, both Paul and I have uh, come up with. Uh, temporary pseudonyms and uh, whatnot just to get started to get a feel of it and the basis of the show is basically whatever pisses us off makes us feel good or basically the belief that there is no God and anything attached to it separation of church and state whatever else I think we have many interests between other podcasts and whatnot and listening to other groups of people um, carry on their own opinions and sharing them with the world and we felt like we had our own stuff to share oh yeah so I guess we could start off by uh, (coughs) if you want Paul (coughs) it's really weird and awkward trying to remember that but anyway we've never met before (laughs) no No, we haven't (laughs) Um, do you want to explain maybe how uh, you got to the point where you were a non-believer? Oh, I think I could tackle that. <clears throat> well, I grew up in a very religious household. I mean, I wouldn't say my. I mean, it wasn't strict to the point where I wasn't allowed to play certain video games or. Maybe some, maybe restricted by certain movies and things like that, but it was very religious and it was very central to my family. Um, for most of my early youth, we did attend church every Sunday. Um, sometimes on Wednesday nights, sometimes even on Sunday nights, but that kind of waned the older we got and the more activities we were involved in, uh, me and my sister, you know. Didn't have as much time for the Wednesday night church, but anyway, uh, I can remember never really being into it that much as a little kid. Uh, I remember having questions about some things, uh, which my mother was not seemingly willing to answer. I guess the first thing that would come to mind is I remember we were watching a, a television show, and, and it was on a religious channel, one of those probably TBN kind of things with that asshat Pat Robertson. He probably funded <laughs> the whole thing. But uh, anyway... Uh, Pat Robertson is an asshat. Yeah. Uh, well, this, this show was showing some missionaries in um, a third world country giving aid to giving aid to the uh, children there you know because there were starving children and you know the the white Christians from America had to go out and, I mean I guess it's a good thing I shouldn't really come down on that <laughs> anyway well at the same time there was a catch to this um, help that they were giving they were also spreading the word of Jesus Christ well this confused me uh, I, I couldn't have been more than five or six years old at the time and I'm like well why would they need to hear about Jesus I thought everybody knew about Jesus so I asked my mom I was like they don't know about Jesus like oh no not everybody in the world uh, believes that that Jesus is the son of God and they don't believe the Bible and I and that really kind of took me for a loop I just had assumed that everyone believed the same thing we did so that kind of got me thinking I was like well, what happens if these people never never hear about it and they mm-hmm. and, and they die and my mom just basically in the nicest way she could tell me or it, say say it uh, was 
told me that they went to hell, basically. Um, if and mm-hmm. I, that to me just seemed completely, really just wrong, and it bothered me. And, and that actually never stopped bothering me, even when in later later on in my life, as I grew up a little bit, eleven, twelve years. I would say that my most uh, devout time as a believer was between the ages of like eleven and thirteen. I, I that was the time when I feel like I was most sure that the that Christianity was had all the answers you know I, w- I was a believer at that point but still every once in a while even then that would creep up into my mind and I don't know I'm kind of losing track here well um, up to 13 you're a strong believer so been between 13 and 21, for instance. I mean, I know that the other day you were telling me that uh, um, you were a firm watcher of Fox News, even at the age of 21. Yeah, well, at 13, I don't even think Fox News existed, but but yeah, like, when I was living with my parents, um, before I was getting married, uh, I had moved back in with my parents. I had moved out initially for about a year, and um, yeah, I was... uh, I was a hardcore <clears throat> conservative. I mean, I really think that the the attacks on September 11th kind of scared me into that uh, mindset. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I, I do think that had a lot to do with it. I think um, since I did have this religious upbringing and this background, and and I and throughout my teens, I did str- I did struggle with religion. Like, I still believed it, but I didn't know. I I had a problem with with accepting that that we just had all the right answers, you know? Like, my mom and dad are just, they were hardcore. Like, this particular brand of Christianity is the is the way. Like, we've, yeah. we've found it. Right. <laughs> Which is, I mean, they're not dumb people by any means, but, but if they don't take a step back and look at things like that. But anyway, yeah, back to the uh, Fox News thing. I do think that uh, there was a sense of, fear that came about, you know, with, there's always these, all of a sudden we had these different degrees of terror, uh, threat. We had all the colors and, and I just, yeah. yeah, And, and, and it also kind of seemed like that, that a lot of this was fueled and this may have been Bush kind of pushing this idea, whether directly or indirectly, that a lot of this was fueled by that region's hatred for us being a Christian nation. And I just feel like I got it made me angry. It scared me a little bit, and I I just reached right back for that that Christian, I guess, mm-hmm. comfort. You know, I'm thinking, oh, God's God's on our side. You know, I really believed that. I believed that God was on the side of the American people, and Bush was saying that publicly, and calling the, those people evil. That we were fighting against evil, and. Um, you know, I really don't know what made me come out of it. I'm just trying to think. I. Well, you mean, that's. Let's see. Uh, 2001. I was 22, so. Um, <clears throat> um, we met each other, and of course, I made a joke earlier that we had just met each other. This is not the case. Paul and I have been friends for <laughs> a good decade by now. The first. Second time that Paul and I had ever talked to each other, he actually invites me to his wedding. So we've been friends for a good decade. Let's see, how old were you when you got married? 23. 23? So, um... No, I was twenty, about to turn 23. No, okay, 22. okay. 22. Um, uh, so, okay, so September 11th has happened prior to us meeting each other. Um, we meet each other, um... What happens in the next 10 years? Oh, well, I think the, for me, probably what leaving the nest had a lot to do with it. Like, um, and I was also very active as a local musician, you know, and I, through that, I would meet a lot of people with a lot of different ideas. And I actually, became more familiar with that. This was a big deal too. I, I started meeting more people that, that were gay along okay. the way, you know, and 
and as I got to know those people and realized that these people are, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with them, you know, and I, and looking at how uh, Christianity generally um, views homosexuality, that was one of the first, other than the, uh, the actual location of where you were born, which we had which I talked about earlier, right. um, the homosexuality thing actually kind of popped into my head too as being something that just seemed a little twisted. Uh -huh. But again, I would, I would, you know, just kind of push it aside. Just kind of, ah, oh, you know, I still believe. I mean, I, I, I had completely stopped going to church, like, at all, at this point. Um, I was one of those kind of guys that still subscribed to all of the beliefs of, of the Christian but didn't practice. I, I just was not a practicing Christian. I, but I would say I, I would fall into the category of the liberal Christian um, shortly after I moved out of my parents' home. And um, throughout that time, it was just a, the more I read, the more I became myself because I don't think I was ever actually... I had never actually found out who I was when I was living with my parents, and I again, I, they gave me a great upbringing. I love them; they they're great people. I do not blame them for for indoctrinating me with the belief of Christianity because that is just what they thought was. It's what they knew. It's what they knew, and they thought that was the right thing to do. And I can't fault them for that. It, it is un unfortunate that that's the process, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I really didn't get into the uh, the really critical thought about Christianity until about I would say two thousand six between two thousand six two thousand seven is when I really kind of started to internally okay. really question things. Uh -huh. um, I was in a band at that time with some guys that basically I was the only believer in the band. Really? Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. The rest of the guys in the band um, were either agnostic or atheist. Okay. And um, I just kind of heard their points about things all the time, and I just, you know, they would get me kind of thinking. I would never say anything. I would never right. join in on the conversation. But I do remember one time, <laughs> you, okay, a, a person I worked with, I was working at a restaurant at this time, and she, we happened to get on the topic of evolution and things like that. And, okay. Uh, she asked me if I was interested in that, in basically in that area of biology like uh, do, do I know anything about it I was like well you know I have a guess a pretty solid knowledge of what evolution is and, uh -huh. and I did believe that evolution had happened at that point I was not an evolution denier I've never been a okay. creationist never not even as a teenager never have denied evolution okay but I didn't realize until way later on in my life that I was um, guilty of uh, Orwellian doublethink when accepting evolution and also Christianity, and, I'll, and we'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. Um, cognitive dissonance, you know, and shout out. But, uh, <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, the uh, she had uh, asked me, okay, well, I have these DVDs I'd like you to, to borrow and see what you think. Well, I get these DVDs home, and um, I'd never heard of this guy at the time. I pop him in, this guy is a staunch creationist he's talking about the 6,000 year old earth oh really and he's going through and he's just he's I mean he's got he's got his uh, methods down uh, as for he sounds he sounds scientific in his in his approach the dude's name is and I'm sure you've heard it cue the laughter Kent Hovind hmm don't I, tell me you've never heard of Kent I Hovind. actually don't I don't know oh, if I do or man. not this guy's the worst he is he's probably the uh one of the most prominent uh, creationists, uh, well, not anymore because he's he actually got uh, arrested for uh, tax fraud, tax evasion, or something <laughs> like that, and he's spending time in jail now. But anyway, I I thought these videos were stupid. Okay. Even then, and and she, as a believer, and this is someone who I don't know what she actually thought about him. I, okay. She she seemed kind of like she was snickering about it when she was giving them to me, so she may have actually. Okay just had them for entertainment value. Okay. So I I, anyway, I take these videos over to, uh, they're, they're six set of DVDs over to band practice and we're kind of watching these and I'm listening to these guys making comments about shit Kent Hovind's saying. And these guys are, I mean, more well-read than I am at the time. Okay. And 
everything they're saying, they're just blowing the guy out of the water. And mm-hmm. so I'm just using that story as an example. Okay, there, there's more critical thought coming on. Then a couple years later, uh, Bill Maher puts out his documentary, Religious. Yes. Open the fucking floodgates. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> fantastic film. Documentary. I watched that with my wife. And we both, I can't, I can't count how many times we both just kind of looked at, just stopped and looked at each other like, oh wow, this guy's making a lot of sense. At the same time, the about the same time that movie or documentary came out, I believe uh, Ben Stein released one too. Do you remember this? Yeah, that was uh, the. Uh, oh. I can't think of what it's called. It's 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 the intelligent. It's the he's intelligent, intelligent design. design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's called Expelled. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Because uh, I think he was mad that you couldn't pray in public school or whatnot, um, among other things. Well, I mean, it, I know he is, but well, that and he want he wants intelligent design to be taught alongside evolution. He thinks that it's a valid a valid theory, and he thinks that he believes in academic freedom. Mm, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into that yeah, so a lot. I only brought it up because at the time that this happened, I'm looking at the guy like, this is Ben Stein. He's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I didn't even actually, I haven't watched that documentary. I have not watched it. And I think I haven't watched it because I'm afraid it'll piss me off. Now, I have watched <laughs> Expelled. Um, he actually interviews Dawkins in that thing. Really? Yeah. And um, you can tell that he, he has edited this thing to make Dawkins look like he's stumped a few times and Dawkins actually came out and I believe talked some talked some shit about that and said why don't you release the unedited footage Ben uh-huh. Stein okay and, and um, we'll, we'll have to look into that maybe come back to that okay. at some point cool. but that, that is something that uh, that Ben Stein yeah uh, yeah it will piss you off if you watch it I guarantee <laughs> it but you know what I've kind of started real- I used to avoid things just because I thought it was going to piss me off and then I realized I need to be informed as to what the other side is saying, what their arguments are, because right. they've got to be squashed. If we're only talking to each other, I mean, what are we going to accomplish? If we're only just spewing that? Anyway. Okay, religious. So if a couple years go by, again, even after religious, I'm about 28 at this point, I still, I still manage to shelve it and say, well... I believe there's a God. I kind of got into that point. It was like, I just don't think that the Bible really... I, I'd kind of discounted the Bible. Okay. I thought the Bible had some nuggets of wisdom in it. And, yeah, sure, there are some nice things in there. Uh, some, there are some words of wisdom in the Bible, but not any more than you can find in any other religious text. I mean, it's, it's not special. It's really not a special book. Or general societal norms. Right. Of, yeah. I mean... Uh, So, really what happened is um, I watched another documentary. And this one wasn't, like, so scathing towards religion. It was just kind of like a, let's shine a light on what all these people across the world think about certain existential questions. Mm -hmm. And this this guy, the documentary is called The Nature of Existence. And this guy actually does travel around the world talking to people of different, different faiths, different existential views... And when I actually saw the, the, the diversity of worldviews that uh-huh. are actually out there, that right there, after I, after I watched that, and then there was a companion series that they released with it, but it didn't even take me watching those. After I watched that documentary, I actually said aloud, that, that tears it. There may be a God, but Christianity is, is fal- as false as any other religion in the world. Okay. Uh, it was just... There is no way one particular religion has this right, and thus begin begins my complete and utter fascination and obsession with finding truth. And and now it's not so much finding truth. I, I after that is what led me to read the God Delusion by uh, Dawkins. God is not great by Hitchens. I read a, a lesser known book that was really instrumental called Why I Believe by Ken Daniels. Um, because it, I could I could really relate to that one because this guy, he he was uh, his religious background was even stronger than mine, but I could really relate to this guy because I'm hearing it from somebody who kind of went through some of the things that same things as I did, 
growing up. But yeah, that's um, for the long t longest time though. I would say, well, I'm a deist, <laughs> you know. And then I would have people I would debate online, and uh, atheists would tell me, oh, deism is just a transitional phase into atheism. <laughs> and I and I'm saying, no, no, I really think there's a creator, and there's and there may be. I still say that as even as as an atheist, I can say that yeah, there may be a creator, yeah. but. Who, who it cares? Can't, it, yeah, I was gonna say it can't be. It can't be the Christian version. No, like, I it just almost certainly not. It's, I, I think even as an atheist, I don't think. I mean, you, you you can say no, there is no God, but there is still no proof. There is no proof of a creator. I guess if you would no, and there's. I mean, they're, they're, I can see how one's mind could be inspired to, to think when they see something beautiful or they see something that they can't explain, like their mind. I think we're hardwired to, to try to fill in gaps because we, we, I think that we as people have a, a, a need to have closure on things. Like we have to have to have an explanation for everything. Right. If we can't explain it through our means of scientific method, people are going to jump right to God. And and I and I do get that. I think that's human nature. I really do. Uh, I'm not saying that believing in God is human nature, but I think that trying to answer questions that we currently don't have answers for is human nature. And if we just can't find those answers, people are going to come up with ways to fill the gaps. And God is one of those. So, you are the person who went from uh, deeply believing in God, uh, starting to question your parents and whatnot, but they put a stop to that, and oh, yeah. all the way through your mid twenties, it was it was there, and you gradually yeah thought your way out of it. Right, basically, I would say like when I moved out of my parents' house up until that point, when I told you I was like twenty six or whatever, I when I started hanging out with those guys in that band I think I was just more apathetic it's the rock music that's what does it yeah it's evil <laughs> but I I think I was just apathetic for a while I was just tired of even thinking about it mm -hmm. but it's it's been a, it's pretty much since I've been a teenager it's popped up several times it's, it's been a struggle I can't imagine that not popping up with any believer though just yeah. the questioning you know why do I believe this I really think that I mean uh, any any believer of even average intelligence is going to doubt every once in a while. Yeah. It just depends on how much courage you have to to really face the question. What about you, buddy? So yeah, like uh, I I kind of come I guess the opposite spectrum. I didn't go to church all the time. My my some of my family did, and I would go to like uh, um, those uh, week long vacation Bible schools and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I would say that I probably never, ever consecutively went Sundays to church. And I do remember when I was about 10 years old or so that I actually wanted to be a Catholic priest. <laughs> I don't know. I guess there's a couple reasons. One, I thought it looked cool as hell to see that little white collar and their, their long, black, uh, matrixy looking uh, cloak of black, whatnot. I don't oh, know. Yeah. But... Wild. <laughs> of course, the Matrix hadn't even been released. However, yeah. yes, there was something cool about the clothes, but the second thing was, I don't know, for whatever reason, I've always had a fascination with just, do I say fascination? I just, I guess I'm just a good person, and I always wanted to make sure that people were treated with dignity. That's how I've always felt. I don't, uh, I, as far back as I can remember, that's how I've always felt, but... Um, even wanting to be a Catholic priest, it wasn't so much about being a Catholic priest or religious. It was more so about being good to people. Is right. It, is what it translated to. And at that time, I'm sure you viewed religion as what did good things for people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you think about it, and yeah, I mean, that's, I that's guess, what you think. That's how it's pawned off to us. Yeah. I and um, I guess I would say that um, midway through high school, maybe tail end of middle school to high school um, 
my stepfather, and he he would probably hate that I am telling this at one and because he is a believer as I know, mm-hmm. but at the same time he is someone who questions everything. Yeah. So he told me basically to question everything. I mean, there's no reason that you can't question those in charge, uh, those who are supposed to be in power. Um, just to think, think for yourself. So I I started doing that, and I would say. As I was never a very religious person, I think I believed in God for a while, but then by the time I was 20, I think that that was pretty much no, non-existent. I had a girlfriend at the time that I was about 22-ish who had asked me to go, she played in a handbell choir, Mm -hmm. and uh, this handbell choir met at this church, and um, I don't know, every time I went into a church, I felt like I was being looked down on. Um, it always pissed right. me off to sit in there and listen to everything. It just never felt right. It's like, I was waiting to be struck by lightning kind of deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just this weird feeling. Um, so, um, I don't know, I just gradually kept moving that way. She had asked me actually if I would go to church with her if we got married or whatnot, and I said that, sure, I'll go. <laughs> but it never happened, and the, you know, the older I got, High school, you know, they kind of teach you about the uh, crusades and whatnot, uh, yeah. the holy crusades and stuff. And you, I, I don't know that anybody really thought about the fact then that these people were going out killing people in the name of God. Right. I don't know that I even thought about it. But when I got into college, it it kind of changed. It was, uh, I, be, well, even before college, there was that four years before, between high school graduation I worked for a while and uh, did some hard labor and construction and uh, went to school four years later and I I started surrounding myself with a lot of people who just thought you know thought about things a lot and um, when you start thinking about how many different religions there are across the world and Especially when you realize September 11th, for instance, mm-hmm. they were they were doing that in the name of Allah, right? Right. It's like okay, so their God is pissed at ours, <laughs> right? It's just like it, it, to me, I started seeing all these wars and thinking all these conflicts throughout time have been based on getting the general public behind the government through religion, if you will. It's always been, it seems like it's always about religion mm-hmm. and spreading our faith to other world, other, other countries and whatnot. Right. And um, I think that just started to weigh on me. When you think about that, it's just like, how can this really be good? I mean, I know that there are a lot of people who, out there who do good things in the name of religion, mm-hmm. but I I started, I guess, to think that all religion was, all faith was, was a way for those in power to keep power by scaring those under them into believing that if they did wrong, that they'd go to hell. So, yeah. And I'd say I was definitely an agnostic through the age of 23, maybe, and I've probably been an atheist, although I couldn't admit it to myself for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Since since I was about 23, I'd say. So that's a good 11 years now, I'd say. That you've pretty much been an atheist. I, I was able to actually admit that I was an atheist in the last five years. Ah. So 29, 30. But I know that I was an atheist before that. I just, I think there was a... I can't say that. I can't prove it. But, yeah, that's where I stand now. Yeah. And, you know, I've always known... I've actually always pretty much known you were either atheist or agnostic and I do remember and there are a couple other friends that that we have that that are of that persuasion in this group and I remember uh, my wife and I would we would you know in private conversations we would talk about some of our friends who were atheists and and we would just um, we wouldn't say anything negative about them it would mostly be it would be really positive like um like she would actually bring you up and say, "I just—it's just hard to believe that he's an atheist. He's just such a 
just such a good guy, such a, he, he cares about people so much. And, and we would talk about these other people. Well, yeah, these people are really, really nice people too. I mean, and, but it never just like, we'd never really went further in the conversation that we just, we just couldn't believe that these great, yeah, these great people were atheists, you know, and, um, that's the plan. I'm taking it to Satan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, really, I think my coming, my uh, total discounting of uh, Christianity in general, I'm sure Christianity is going to be talked about a lot since that's what we know. But um, um, I think my, my, my first steps away from it were more, actually more philosophical than they were uh, based in, rational thought mm-hmm. um, I actually uh, wrote something down here um, and it's not very long um, it's from about a year ago actually is it story time and it's just I just well, it's, I just wrote kind of something to myself to get my thoughts because you know I haven't even been uh, able to call myself an atheist for even a year yet yeah, yeah. I mean so this is something I thought I'd just read a little bit from this. Maybe this would kind of put a better perspective on what I was thinking around this time when I was really coming to the conclusion that okay. uh, this is all bullshit. <laughs> okay. And my, some of this, keep in mind, some of this may have changed between now and then, but I just thought it would be kind of cool to kind of look back on this, what, what was going on in my head when, when I was really realizing this. But, okay. So what, how, long, how long ago was this that you read it? Uh, almost a year ago. Okay. It was uh, last November. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Did you just fart? I did. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Everyone seems to have this underlying need to find some significance, to discover a purpose for our existence. I've certainly contemplated the subject myself. I've flip-flopped in my beliefs all of my life, but I finally feel like I've settled within a comfortable place when concerning purpose. The answer is simple. I don't know. I'm happy with admitting that. It's freeing. I'm also happy to say that with all certainty, no one else knows either. No matter how deeply religious or enveloped in faith a person may be deep down in their subconscious, they are oblivious to the works of the, this universe as I am. And right now, I'm going to go ahead and annotate that just for a second. Um, we're not completely oblivious to the works of this universe, I've learned since then. But anyway, to continue. Okay, I got you. For some, it's easier to just concede and find meaning through some ancient text that claims to be the written word of a divine being via revelation. As difficult and heartbreaking as it may be for some people that are close to me to read this, I just can't settle for that. So it looks like I was planning on maybe giving this to some people, and I never did because I'm a pussy. (laughs) If one opens their mind up and decides to think critically, it's evident that so many of us are fashioning our entire lives on hearsay, even believing that morality could not exist without those ancient texts to guide us. I don't buy that either. Every species collectively has an instinct to survive and flourish. I believe morality is ingrained into our being as we've progressed into ultimate, at least the ultimate, at least on earth, possessors of the ability to reason. That picture of morality has become clearer and clearer as the years have passed. Morality is a necessity for our longevity. Without it, we'd have ceased to be long ago as we'd have torn one another apart. So basically what what I had come to the conclusion of is we don't have to get our morality from religion. I think it's something that has been learned mm-hmm. and it obtained through trial and error. I still believe that. I still believe that morality is, some people don't like this and they think this is a cold view, but it's simply something I think that is ingrained in us. And I don't know whether if it's, um, I don't know, Dawkins has that book, The Selfish Gene, where like genes are kind of like the dominant thing that they want to be passed on. Genes just want to continue to be passed on. And we know that if we don't develop some code to live together as a social species in harmony, we're going to fail. Like, morality is just a means of propagating the species. That's really all morality is. Uh, yeah, I can see how that would If you look cool. at it in the impersonal, you know, like... Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Uh, there are... This is the big thing here, but this was the big thing. And I'll stop reading from it after this. Yes, I do believe the concept of God as you know him is absurd. I'm addressing, I'm using the word you. Apparently I'm trying to address somebody. 
Okay. Not the creator God, but the God that has under constant has us under constant surveillance and is scrutinizing every move we make. The God that sits in another realm and hears every single solitary plea from every single solitary soul on earth and picks and chooses which of them to answer and which of them to ignore. The God that would allow two people to survive and let 50 others die in a fiery plane crash yet be exalted for saving just those two. The God that claims that we have free will but is, not, but is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, basically guaranteeing he knows everything that will ever happen, essentially proving that he never had any intention of allowing free will. Are we unwitting members of an already written script or is life just an improv and we reap what we sow? Take a pick, we can't have it both ways. That God that deems us above all his creation and claims our lives are the only ones that are meaningful yet bestows these animal shells of flesh with the sensation of actual sensory pain so that they can experience the anguish of their meaningless death with no reward as they nourish the chosen species. The God that allows these insane creatures Sorry, not insane. These inane creatures that are here for our pleasure, that we are permitted to do with what we will, to prey upon each other and really experiencing, experience fear and the de desperation to survive. So yeah, I believe whatever created us did it and abandoned us to move forward with our own devices. That's what a deist is. So okay, so I was still calling myself a deist at this point. Yeah. We don't accept the written hearsay of man as truth. It just can't work that way. You wanted an explicit description? There it is. Again, if you want to believe the Bible, I can respect that. Why, again, can you not just respect... Oh, actually, uh, this looks like a copy-paste job. I must have been arguing with somebody online. That's what that is. Okay. But I felt like that was good to include because some of my thoughts on... Philosophical thoughts on why a personal God of a religion like Christianity can't possibly exist. It's very deep. Yeah. <laughs> but the animal thing, you ever think about that? Like, why would this benevolent creator, like, make all these things? Like, uh, uh, you know, most, most Christians would, would say that, oh, well, you know, they're here for us. Like, we have dominion over these creatures. Right. Like, and... Yeah. Use the resources that we yeah. have. And mostly they would believe that they probably don't have souls. They're just kind of like... Right. But yet they can feel pain and fear and yeah. experience the... I mean, this is, this is scientific fact here that I'm, that I'm saying. I mean... It, how sick is that? You can forget about scientific, scientific fact. I mean, if you can tell me that um, your dog or your cat, you can't tell mood changes in them between oh, being excited that somebody's home or being very angry because somebody's at the door that shouldn't be at the door. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And not to mention when they get hurt. When right. you step on a cat's toe or something, I mean, yeah. you get the immediate tail fluff and you yeah. know, I mean, seriously, you know that they feel pain. Yeah, and I and I actually do think that they there's a good reason to believe they probably even feel emotion. Oh yeah, like like you said, you're excited when you like people will try to explain that away as like, oh, well, that's just familiarity. Well, really? Yeah, I just don't think so. I just. But anyway, the animal thing, I think, was going through my head a lot at that time. And, I mean, is that something that you had ever thought about? Like, I think I have. I don't know if I've gone to the extent in which you have, but I think at the same time, um, I mean, I've, God, I, I remember when I was in my mid-teens, um, I was at a state park, and I remember a parent possum and her three babies um, at the side of the road, yeah. the mother was run over. So the three babies are just kind of hanging by the mom because they don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm like, these are freaking possums. You know, the, one of the grossest, you know, people freak out <laughs> when they see these things. At the same time, I'm walking by these three babies. I'm just like, they, I mean, you can tell it's, the, it's their mom. It's the person who it's the person. It's the creature that gives them life, if you right. will. So yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe you could say familiarity, but I don't know if I can go that direction. You know, another thing I'll ask you if you've thought about this. Um, well, maybe you haven't because you weren't so enveloped in it. But the. Uh, the thought of this God, this Yahweh from the Bible, because that's really technically his name. This is from the first, the, uh, uh, 
God, I feel like an idiot. The, the Old Testament? The Old Testament, okay. yes. Yeah, Yahweh is really, yes, he's the God of the Old Testament. But he, I mean, technically he's the God of the New Testament too. Okay. But the creation itself, if Christianity is true, creation itself is merely the product of the ultimate sadist. <laughs> Just think about it. This, this, this being creates this entire universe of things and then he has this chosen little rock and where he puts these people and he gives them these things that they must do uh-huh. now he didn't have to do this and we didn't ask to be here did we but if we don't follow exactly what this dude says to the letter and if we die with something some sort of sin on our backs right. we're burning in hell for an eternity mm-hmm. why the fuck would you create these beings in your image that you supposedly love so much. And, yeah, this one didn't do what I wanted him to do. Why, I mean, you could just blot it out of existence. That would be one thing until you got it perfect. But no, you can't just blot, blot this poor creature out of existence. You've got to make him suffer in agony for an eternity. That's an absurd thought. And that's just another reason why I just... that, that Was that ever anything that crossed your mind? Uh... I would say so. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get I get fired up with the hell thing because the hell is the most obviously created by man doctrine of any religion ever. It's just so fucking stupid. I think that's the interesting thing. Um, as we are educating ourselves, I, I suppose. Um, Maybe I should not make this an adult language thing. I just, I, <laughs> it's too late now. I get, yeah, <laughs> but um, I just get passionate. Sorry. I think that uh, I think we were just having a Facebook uh, discussion a few days ago, both of us with uh, these other few people, mm-hmm. and um, the oh my gosh, I totally just had a brain fart. Where was I going with this? Uh, well, there. You're, are you talking about the one? It started with someone had posted about. Uh, oh, it, that's what it was. Okay. A study just came out, basically showing that atheists and agnostics, free thinkers, if you will, know more and understand more about the Bible on average than any other Christian sect. Or Mormon or anything. That says something, doesn't it? What does that mean? How do we know more? I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I have not read very much of the Bible because I didn't grow up religious in the first place. It was just more about rationality to me. You, on the other hand, have read the Bible three times front to back. Oh, no, no. I've only read it front to back once, and I'm okay. actually on my second read right now. I've, okay. I have just uh, just about, com- I'm very early on, I've just about completed Genesis for the second time through. What is that? What does that mean? Why is it, uh, especially the other wonderful fact, idea was that the United States of any country in the world is among the most religious Christian nations. I won't say the most religious necessarily because mm-hmm. I don't know what you could say about the Middle East and Islam. But um, of all Christian nations, the United States is the most faithful, if you will, the most religious, at the same time, no less about their religion than most other countries, too. You know, I, I don't 100% understand that. Now, I did read, and I think it was actually in the God Delusion, that where um, someone had had, had, a, had a, a theory as to why maybe America had become such a religious nation. Yeah, that's right. Um, it was... A nation of immigrants, you know, and a lot right. of people are coming over here. They've left what they know. They've left probably some friends, some family, and it began a tradition of falling back on religion for comfort. Mm-hmm. And and probably that makes sense to me. I think that's a real good possibility as to why maybe America. Now, I do think America's snapping out of it now, though. It, I, I think we're seeing the beginnings of America snapping out of that. And I think the more the people survey their beliefs and actually research where their book came from and mm-hmm. really contemplate as as uh, compared to reality what these books are saying and what these this dogma is saying 
really just doesn't add up. And I think a lot of people are starting to see that, especially that young generation. I really like this millennial generation. Like, they've, yeah. they seem like they're, they give me hope <laughs> for this country. I think, uh, I think what is most interesting to me, and now keep in mind being in the Midwest as we are, we're somewhat in the Bible Belt. Um, We are in a very, very conservative religious state as it is. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I sometimes being an atheist in my general vicinity, and I think you feel the same way, you have a little bit of a nervousness. Um, Now, granted, you have your parents, and I understand that. Oh, yeah. Whereas I have... I don't have to worry about my parents. My, my family knows how I feel. In fact, my two other brothers are both the same way, on the same page as I am. But when it comes to being worried about whether or not you're going to keep your job or how you're going to look in the uh, um, neighborhood, your community, yeah. um, people are, you know, I mean, there was another study saying that atheists are the least trusted yes, yeah. of groups. That's um, true. That when, study is out there. Um, and I want to say religious groups, but it's funny how we are not religious. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, I those are the things I think that I find most interesting. And I'm as far as the millennials go, I suppose, or anyone else for that matter. I'm getting excited at the idea that yes, I do feel like there is a turning point happening, though it's still scary. But. I mean, you found the this free thinker group in the area, um, and while you have not been to a meeting yet, I've no. been to several, and the feeling was so fantastic to see ten plus other people who felt the same way about right. things as I do, and I'm like, I'm seeing that happen, and it's just like, a, you know, the group gets bigger, different people come in and out of it, right. when they can come and come out, whatever, and it's just like, you know, wow, this is people are starting to understand people are seeing this and i think there's a lot more of us out there than we realize that there are Uh, right and i mean i obviously have no real uh anything to back this statement up but i honestly think that right now we what is it they say there's like atheists well we'll 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 not pigeonhole it to atheists We'll 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 throw in agnostics and just unaffiliated like that makes up what like about twenty one percent of the United States right now, uh, is is what I have recently. Um, I'll, I'll I'll make sure to check on that and make sure that's the right number. But for me, I gotta wonder. Like the census, the last time the census was taken was two thousand ten, right? Um, how many people out there were people like me that didn't really didn't really practice their religion anymore but just you know out of uh kind of out of habit or tradition like when they came to that box on the census did you just write in i just yeah i just checked christian i mean i just interesting because i mean how many people did that i wonder like how many that and then I mean, because that person, like me, I never go to church. I was not a practicing Christian. Uh-huh. I really could have just clicked, checked unaffiliated. Uh-huh. I mean, just as easily. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, I just do. I do agree with you that if if people were to just come out and say what they are, we would find the numbers would be staggering. And and I understand it's for me. I still haven't came out as an atheist to a lot of people. It took me a while to even tell my wife. Mm-hmm. It's just a scary thing to do. I mean, you find we are definitely the, uh, probably not only the least trusted, one of the least respected minority groups in the United States. And very and I we used to be unrepresented, but now we do have guys like Dawkins and, well, unfortunately Hitchens is gone, but we, we have guys like Dawkins and we've got really big minds out there him like him and Lawrence Krauss is another one of the theoretical yeah. theoretical physicists um, which I haven't read all of the universe from nothing but it's it's kind of heady but I recommend checking that out it's got some cool stuff in it now now Krauss is just a total uh, no we don't even need a creator I mean oh, he's, yeah, 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 he, yeah this dude's like 100% convinced like, like, I wouldn't say 100% but he's very close to 100% convinced that there's not even a creator mm-hmm. I mean this is just 
shit happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, uh, um, I, and I don't know how much time we have left here, um, but I think what is most interesting is when you have the argument of uh, these big-minded, uh, uh, intelligent scientists, uh, whatnot, including going back to our founding fathers and whatnot, um, people are always trying to lay claim to particular people and saying, oh, well, they're a Christian. Uh, well, they have to be a Christian. They said this about God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's interesting about uh, the God delusion from Dawkins. Uh, as far as I've read so far, it's been interesting. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of controversy over whether Albert Einstein believed, was a believer or wasn't a believer. Right. Because uh, a lot of people try to pin it on him that he's said this or that about God. But um, Right. What's his... And he would use the word God in a superficial way, kind uh, of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 hate, I hate to say it, but, uh, or do I hate to say it? I think that, uh, I think that I'm getting really sick and tired of a lot of Christians laying claim to these people who have thought very deeply about everything around them, have freed themselves of what religious dogma was and thought about how the universe works and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think people need to say it's okay. I mean right. when you think about what science has brought us I know a lot of people are like but they're always wrong you know. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah they, they get things wrong but then they go back and they, they want to know why they got it wrong and they go find the new reason or you know it's yeah yeah the they do. They, I agree with you that, that a lot of uh, religious people will latch on to certain great thinkers and kind of try to, hey, they're part of our crowd. Like like Isaac Newton. There's no denying that Isaac Newton was a Christian. But he also believed in astrology. He also believed that alchemy was a viable science. It was just part of the time. Mm-hmm. You didn't just come out and say you were an atheist back in those days. Mm-hmm. These are like the 1500s. Like, you could be killed for that in certain yeah, places. Yeah. But I actually did pull up a quote here from Albert Einstein to kind of speak to that. This is a quote that I think most uh, most of us uh, non-believers can have in our back pocket. Um, this is regarding his uh, view on religion. It was, of course, a lie what you read about my religious convictions, a lie which is being systematically repeated. I do not believe in a personal God, and I have never denied this, but have expressed it clearly. If something is in me which can be called religious, then it is the unbounded admiration for the structure of the world so far as our science can reveal it. Albert Einstein. <laughs> in a letter, March 24th, 1954. So, shut up. <laughs> okay. I just had to, I had to get that in there. And that's what I want to say. And stop saying Hitler's an atheist. Hitler was oh, not an God. atheist. He do he was he he was a Christian am I am I mistaken? Uh, yes, he uh, he definitely was um, associated with the Catholic Church. Okay, yeah. Um, now, he actually also, um, as far as I can remember uh, reading, encouraged Christianity to the German people, and uh, on his on their um, belt buckles, I can't remember exact. Uh, there, there was a whatever is German for God with us uh-huh. was on their the Nazi insignia and the belt bucklers or whatever I don't know, but it, even if he were an atheist, his actions would not be a result of atheism. Just like the, the, you'll get Joseph Stalin thrown out there. Yeah, he was an atheist, but the dude was hungry for power. He was setting up something where he was being worshipped himself. Uh huh. Um, he wasn't doing it in the name of atheism. Like these people that we harp on, probably too often as atheists, yeah. that were killing, and they were actually killing in the name of their god, and explicitly stating that. I mean, I understand they're just trying to come up with counter arguments, but I think it's fair to also point out that it's, uh, as you say, atheists or agnostics. Um, just as you would say Democrats or Republicans or whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, just because you might associate yourself as a one uh, Democrat or Republican doesn't mean that your beliefs are all going to be the same. Yeah. Um, and atheism, 
agnosticism, whatever. I mean, you're going to have humanists um, yeah. among... Um, Variety. Uh, not to mention apathetic atheists who like, yeah, no God, whatever. I don't really care, period. And I don't care to explore it. Yeah, that's, and, there are plenty of those. And then there's going to be people like myself who... Um, I, I keep wondering, I guess I can call myself somewhat of a social activist, if you will. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get to that point where I'm more and more comfortable saying, hey, you know, yes, I am an atheist, but at the same time, look at what I do. Right. <laughs> I mean... You may... Now, tell me if you agree with me. If I, You can correct me if I'm off on this, but... And I think you are with me on this. A lot of people will ask the question to to guys like us who want to who want to talk about this, who really want to debate this with other people. Why do you care so much? Oh yeah. Now for me, I don't care if you if you if you actually if you believe in God and if you want to be a Christian, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care what you believe. Right. I may think it's silly, and I and but it's what people do with their belief. It's it's the injustice that comes from belief it's it's basically infiltrating areas of the public where they don't belong and in a secular i mean this is a secular government and that's really where my big uh motivation for speaking out is is hey you can have your beliefs but you're not going to push them on us mm-hmm. and that's really where it's coming from and and they they just it's hard because they can't see that I don't even know if they're aware that they're doing it they're just it's just it's like like I've said the sky it's like the sky is blue uh-huh. like to them like it's as tr- it's as real as the sky is blue <laughs> uh-huh. so it's hard I think it's hard for them and but that's really my main motivation is just is to stop the injustice that comes from it mm-hmm. like the social injustice because I am civil rights and social issues is really where I'm coming from on this. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like that's probably where you're at, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that's just how I'm wired. Yeah. I just hate to see people being stepped on, you know? <laughs> so we've officially made it to 57 minutes. Yikes. What a shitty show! <laughs> hey, it's the first one. That's all right. So we we'll be more we'll be more organized next time. <laughs> um, I think uh, at fifty-seven minutes and twenty-five seconds, that maybe we should go ahead and uh, come start wrapping it up. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the next time. I think this was a good opportunity for us to at least show you what it is, how we got to where we are, and why we're there. Because um, there are tons of things that we wanted to talk about. We pulled a bunch of stuff up that we wanted to bring up, especially with people like Pat Robinson, Robertson. That's everybody loves that guy. Mm. Um, I think uh, the next uh, the next meeting that we have will have probably a good list of things to go after. But right. We think- just we just wanted to get. Yeah, since we've never done this, we were probably taking this opportunity to kind of find our voice and our flow and things like that, too, so. <laughs> we're going to hear myself taking drifts from my drink, or drinks from my uh, Coke every once in a while, the ice switching around. Mm-hmm. We happen to be in a garage at this p- particular moment, so we got some good echo going on and whatnot, but uh, I think we'll figure this out and decide how we're going to do this and maybe even come up with a title for the show soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be important. (laughs) But, I don't know. How do do we want to close this? Do we want to close this anyway, specifically? You know, I think for now we may as well just say uh, (laughs) goodbye and have a a wonderful evening or whatever day, morning, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, Whatever time it is right now that you're listening. Because that's the wonderful thing about podcasts is you can listen to it whenever you want. Right. And one thing I thought of, and I think you'll probably think this will be before we go here, um, I think it would be a good idea for us to maybe set up like an email address. Yeah. Uh, just for this for this podcast, if people want to email in comments or, or questions or right. anything like that, and we can maybe find a time to address those every once in a while. Right. We should come up with something creative. Yeah. I love to think about that. Like, uh, I, I like. Thank God, I'm atheist. Their phone number is like 
666-something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get this straight. Just because we're atheists doesn't mean we believe in Satan. Christians believe in Satan. We no, don't believe yeah. in anything. No, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's no Satan either. That's even more ridiculous. <laughs> Gotta have that adversary. <laughs> All right. I guess that's it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. We love you. <laughs> have a good one. We'll see you next time. Or I guess you'll hear us next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.